This is the Apocalypse Survival Guide. We are here to help you survive the apocalypse. Which apocalypse, you ask? All of them, from A to Z. Each week we cover a different type of apocalypse and give you advice on how to survive. The rules are simple. We choose an apocalypse depicted in a movie and cover how you could survive that type of apocalypse. So stock up on supplies and get ready to survive. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And welcome to The Bunker. On this week's episode, we moved on to letter G. And for G, the type of apocalypse we're talking about is a giant asteroid. And the movie example we're using is the 1998 movie from Paramount Pictures, Deep Impact. And I say the 98 Paramount Pictures, Deep Impact, because we're not talking about the porn. <laughs> deep Impact. <laughs> I was wondering what other Deep Impact there is. But you, that's, a, that's an expertise that is that's more, more j- Come your, on, uh, just realize. even without looking with a name like yeah, Deep I, Impact, I can, yeah, I you know that's out there. Um, all right, we'll jump right in. Uh, disaster Strengths. Um, you have a giant asteroid coming to fuck up Earth. Comet, actually. I'm sorry. I don't mean to correct you, but Comet. It's a comet? They call it a comet in the movie. I originally had written down, I think, Meteor. And then once I'm watching the movie, they're like, comet, 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 comet. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll change my shit. It's a comet. So uh, is a comet Meteor than an I, asteroid? I could I not even tell you. Oh. That's, well, again, we're not scientists. So if... You out there, if you know what the difference between comets and meteors and all that shit, you, you just implant your knowledge. Whatever. The movie calls it a comet. If they have that knowledge, why are they listening to us? Well, you're right. They're probably not. Um, but it is a giant, I'm going to call it an asteroid, coming to fuck up Earth. Because everything I have for notes is asteroid. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's an ELE, E-L-E, extinction level event yeah. is what they're projecting. Um, it was... I guess spotted a year before the 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 real action starts of the movie, so it spotted two years before the I guess climax of the movie. So they have two yeah. years to prepare. Two um, years before they release the information. Two years before they release the yeah. information. Yeah. Um, it's the size of New York City. They claim uh, seven miles long, or Mount Everest, or Mount Everest. They do say that. So. Uh, I mean, yeah. Um, they sent they real quick wheel stuff like that. they sent that Messiah space mission. They put that together to go mm-hmm. try to uh, drill and deposit nuclear missiles into it to explode it. Wait, wait, wait. Drill deposits. We're I thought we were not talking about the porno. Oh, wrong kind of different kind of drill. They're oh, delivering geez, nukes. Different totally. load. Okay, different I'm back. load. I'm back on track. You man, you really sent me off there. Um. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with a giant asteroid, that comet meteor that's seven miles long that is coming to impact the Earth. Traveling more than faster than the speed of sound, also faster than the speed of sound. It's I moving. didn't catch that. I didn't yeah. pay that close attention. I guess. It's towards yeah, it's towards the end. So um, and uh, spoiler, uh, when they initially land on the ball of rock in space, whatever you want to call it, and they deposit their nukes, they do not manage 
to destroy it, they managed to split it into two pieces. Mm-hmm. The first, the smaller piece is only a mile. And they called it Biederman. Mm-hmm. Which now, here's very the thing. manageable. Well, yeah, man, yeah, very manageable. But they they named the thing Wolf Biederman, and then they named the, the yeah. comet after the 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 uh, kid is Biederman, and the, who's the who's that's the um, astrophysicist or whatever you call him at the beginning who dies. Right, but we always give him which funny I'm gonna, names based on old movies. So, what what I'm just I'm going to call him the Psycho from Sin City. The Psycho from Sin City. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. His, I can't remember his the yellow name. the yellow man. Wasn't he the yellow guy? He turned yellow no, at the end. No, he was the he was the really creepy. Uh, he wasn't the pedophile. Jumped guy around, that? had the had the nails sharpened. He was the uh, the what the fuck, Jessica, Jessica Alba? No, no, no. He was the the cannibal. Oh, okay. Cuts off uh, Carlo Gugino's hand and, and okay. eats it and all that stuff, and then Marv. Properly fucks him up at the end. Okay, so we're All off right. on a different. Yeah, that. Guy. All right. Anyway, so if I knew his real name, but we'll just call him the kid scientist. That was the. Oh, that no. was Biederman, right? No, Biederman was Frodo. Yes, Frodo. Frodo. There you go. There you go. Frodo. Yeah, Biederman's Frodo. There's another. That's a better reference. Frodo. Yes. Right. And then Wolf is. He was the guy at the beginning, the astronomer that crashed. Who was actually, yeah, who's actually in the observatory. Observatory. Thing. Yeah. So which. I'm going to get into it now. I had it written down below. But um, here's the thing. So this comet, asteroid, meteor is coming at Earth. And you see how far it is. And you got two years till impact. And I understand it's a big deal. But you got two years. The speeding down the mountain at a high rate of speed on your phone not paying attention. I mean, seriously. <laughs> does an extra 20 minutes? I mean, what is Washington going to do in an extra 20 minutes? Well, the way they should, yeah, true. But they they do show that the semi truck driver, which they were both on the wrong side of the road, not paying attention. Oh, because okay. he got like a cigarette in the lap because he was smoking. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, and he's just a truck driver, and truck drivers generally suck. So yes, unless yeah, our so one he, fan is a truck driver, then we love you. Yes, truck drivers are awesome. <laughs> if that's our one fan out there. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he's in such a fucking hurry that it shows that the servers down up on the mountain. And then he grabs his old school cell phone out and tries to call somebody right, while he's driving, while yeah. he's calling, which why oh, more so than that, since you're getting into the what the fuck of that whole situation. Another what the fuck is there's one scientist in the world that's watching the sky that realizes this comet's up there. Because it's not, what do they say? It's not for like a year that they discover his information after he dies. He crashes He crashes year. and burns. Yeah. And then it says one year later, and it starts the show with uh, Mrs. Mulder's, Mrs. Mulder, Mulder's ex-wife, Tail Leone. Oh, gotcha. Um, that she's in her little meeting, and they're, they're, they're starting to discover all the stuff about why somebody, I can't remember what the guy's title was, Secretary of Defense or whatever, retires. Mm-hmm. Why he retires, and that Ellie, and they find out all this shit. So, you and then I think I think once that happens, then the president gives his uh, two weeks later, something like that. Two days later, he gives like some speech to America, mm-hmm. and then he tells him about the Messiah mission, and that that's a, a year from then is when the Messiah is supposed to rendezvous with the asteroid to blow it up. Okay, so you're talking. Two years before the Messiah encounters the large 
space rock. From the time of discovery. From the time of discovery. Okay. So he's got two fucking years. I mean, he here's my thing. He's a, apparently a scientist based off the fact that uh, Hollywood loves a stereotype and he have, was, of course, listening to classical music. Uh, and eating pizza because what do nerds do is they eat pizza and which the pizza looked hot and delivered. How the fuck did the pizza get up there? <laughs> Someone who's a much better driver. Someone than him. who's a much better driver than him. Maybe the semi truck was bringing more pizza. More. He had a truckload of pizza. Damn it! <laughs> well, fail. Well, now here's the thing: the truck driver could then take the pizza and put it on his burning car, and he could you know warm up the pizza. Yeah. Which apparently I put that his car was apparently made out of explosives. Thank you. I have it in my notes as well. Apparently, Jeeps burst into flames after hitting a rock. Not burst into flames. It like, exploded. Like, exploded. Yeah. Like a legit fireball. <laughs> I have the exact same thing written down. And apparently, um, I had, uh, cops are inept. I mean, I know Hollywood hates, hates most cops, but uh, they can't tell how many bodies are in a car because the president says that Wolf Biederman... The two guys yep. died in the Jeep. Yeah. And here's my thing. How do they know that they found out about the asteroid? Did he? Re- well, maybe he recorded it. It's at the station. Uh, and when the next shift shows up at the station. But he had all the info in the Jeep that right. became a fucking you know, fireball, yep. like loaded with C4. Maybe he has C4 in the back. He's got C4 and the info when he's driving down a mountain at a high rate of speed playing on his phone, <laughs> which, hey, if you're driving, stay off your phone. That's right. That's, a, that's your a public, public service, service announcement. That's your... Um, yeah, it's burned so badly that they cannot tell that there's only one body, but the information didn't burn up. Uh, yeah. Another thing I have in my notes. But, I mean, I think even when a car burns up so badly, I'm assuming, I've I've seen, like, those murder mystery shows. I'm not a detective or anything like that in law enforcement, but based off the number of bones there, skulls, hip right. bones, whatever, you can yep. kind of determine, we got one person. Yeah. And from what I've seen on those shows, usually they can tell by the size of the hip. You're talking even like year, hundreds of years, 200 years, they'll do like forensics for fun on famous people or famous bones. And they can tell if it's a male or a female. Like, you know what I mean? From like, yeah. because of the birthing hips and the size yeah. of the hip bones. So if they can do all that, you're telling me they can't tell there's one dude in there? Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Ridiculous. Um. Another thing that uh, I thought was legit is when Taya Leone finds out about, she thinks she finds out about the asteroid, and they think that she knows, and she knows that she thinks that she knows, is the feds come and snatch her up and take her to the president. Yeah, corral her oh, off. Oh, that those. shit. You know that shit happens. Uh, yeah. You know if you find out about something that that large and that important. And you weren't supposed to. And you weren't supposed to. Yep. They're going to come get you. Now, she was a journalist in D.C., right? Yeah, she was that's, like a Washington D.C. correspondent that's, that's for I, MSLSD. <laughs> I mean MSNBC. <laughs> so that's what I thought, and that's why they're right around the corner. President, yeah, fly. Yeah, because right she's there. in Washington, yeah. and then she she drives out and meets with I can't remember what Secretary of State, whatever the fuck he was, mm-hmm. and retired. Mm-hmm. And they were prepping. They had all that food, all that water, all those supplies. They're loading it in their yacht, and they were gonna go someplace. Yeah, turns out a yacht was a bad idea. Well, but. now, <laughs> depends on what he was doing. If he was just planning on going someplace and living a year someplace tropical, yeah. like some people just like they accepted it. If he, say, he, if he had checked out, so to speak. Fuck it, let's just go have a really nice last year of our lives. Yes, let's have the best year yeah. of our lives. Yeah. That's probably what I would do. So, 
Yeah, I mean, so, uh, but they obviously, so uh, prepping is a good thing. Yep. Even Hollywood says so. Um, <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. We're not so crazy. Yep. Uh, so you got that. Um, oh, when the, uh, yeah, um, the Fed Sector Porter. Uh, they also had the plan, which I think shows you what a bunker would be good. Oh, my but God. They build those bunkers in Missouri. Mega bunker. Mega bunker. They made mega bunker. And how badass was that thing? Talk about supporting our crazy uh, pontification that we are always engaged in. So here you go. Again, Hollywood proves it. So we're not crazy. Mega bunker rules. Bunkers they, are the best. Yes, they created the mega bunker, which they called the Ark. Yeah. I'm going to call it the Shire. Why is that? Because Frodo and the Shire. <laughs> It might come but Frodo in. never makes it. Frodo bails. He leaves the Shire at the end his, for his wife, for his his, love. his his teen mom. I mean, his teen bride. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so they build a shower, a Shire, an ark in Missouri, in the in the ground under the mountain, and they said that a million people survive for two years. So they've got it big enough network of caves. They said they've got enough food and supplies for those people to survive for two years. So, which they, and I don't know if that's if the science is true, and I couldn't have researched it. But if you've listened to this podcast, you know research is kind of hit or miss. Yeah, but sometimes we do it, sometimes we don't. If the full asteroid would have struck the Earth, and it would have kicked up dust and whatever, they are claiming that four weeks after the initial impact, all plant life will be dead because the debris will block out the sun, and then the animals will die months later, and the mm-hmm. sky will be dark for two years. That seems feasible to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something that big. I mean, when the dinosaurs died, I know that it, it, it threw shit in the air and almost everything died. Yeah. And the sun was blocked for, and it was dark for a while. We could say two years. And they're planning for two years. And then hopefully when it all dies down, they can come back out and then replant. Which, hopefully they have more than two years supply because they'll be running low. The sun will be back. They pop the doors and there ain't shit out there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, you gotta have. have to I would say three to, years. You'd probably need three years in that case. Yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna still live there, but maybe you know start to branch out, start to plant, start to re whatever supply the earth. Yeah, yes. you're gonna need enough to make it through that period of time as well. So you're right. They Which more than- fun fact? And if you know, don't if you care, but up in the Arctic, mm-hmm. Iceland, somewhere up, up north, there is a vault. That they have built. It is a doomsday vault. And the only thing that it holds is seeds for every plant in the world. I think I've heard. Actually, I think you've told me about this. I might have. But it's up there and it's like guarded and protected and stuff. But that way, if for some reason an ELE, an LE, an extinction level event occurs. Now, I don't know how you get in there if it's guarded and protected. But if you can get in there. It's apparently got freeze-dried, frozen, whatever, seeds because of the cold, and they'll be good that you can take them out, go someplace, and plant whatever you would need to plant. So that's, I mean, there is actual sun. And you can look it up. That's not like fake news. That's real news. So they actually have that. And I think I read, we're getting real serious, that they're building another bunker up there right now, but they're going to use it to store all the data of the world. Hmm. In some type of analog form. So if you ever want to know anything about human history, it's supposed to be stored there. So I guess 
Nice. When aliens come or when civilization civilization dies, maybe thousands of years when people start back up, they can We're walk up totally into forgotten. a totally ice-covered land where nothing lives and breathes and grows and yeah. we'll never find it and find everything. That'll be the first place people go oh, fuck yeah. to find human history and seeds. Yes. But, hey, at least they're doing it. But at least Whatever. they're, Somebody you know, it's it. something. Yeah, it's probably the Icelanders. They're... They had nothing better to do. Yeah. They got yeah. ice and ice, and they're like, we got all this fucking ice, and nobody comes visit. Let's put something interesting here just to give us some some, some, some street cred, some clout. I bet you it was a real estate agent came up with the idea. He's like, how am I going to sell this icy tundra? <laughs> nobody will. I got it. And then he sells it, and they're like, government's like, yeah, we'll buy it. And he's like, I'm a genius. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, another thing that I thought was, uh, not a strength, but at least realistic was when the astronauts are in space, they had to make some hard decisions. Like when, uh, Happy Hogan, John Favre, uh, blew into yes. space yeah. and they, they had to let him just die because they didn't have the fuel to go get him and complete mm-hmm. the mission. I mean, that's legitimate. Oh yeah, definitely. What's, I mean, it sounds bad, but decision. one person, and he could be your best friend in the entire world. Sorry, man. Uh, do you save yeah. him, or do you save the, the whole crew ten billion people planet, on America, right. or whatever? Or I'm sorry, in the planet. Well, right. you know, sorry. sorry, you're a good guy, but I'm sure he he gets it. Uh, you know, as he's choking to death out in space, running out of oxygen. That would just suck though to die like that. But yeah, he gets it. I'd probably just take the helmet off. That's what I was I mean, thinking. Why, why wait? Instead That's, of suffocate yeah. and suffer. I mean, I would probably float for like 30, 40 minutes. I'd be like, yeah, they're not coming. <laughs> and then pop the, and then pop the. You're hoping. You're like, logically, they should not be coming for me, but I still hope. And then after an hour or so, yeah, they're not coming. Oh, oh, there they go flying away. Never mind. That's them flying That's away. That's them. I'm Any fucked. second now, they're going to pull that trigger, and this thing's going to blow up, and I'm going to die anyway. And here we go. I'm fucked. Yep. I, I bet you if he pops the, the, the top, so to speak, on his suit, it is so cold, and the vacuum of space, it might be instantaneous. Right. I, I would like to know the science on that, how quickly you die in open space. Well, have you seen, and this is not an apocalypse movie, but we're, remember, you ever seen the movie Gravity with Sandra Bullock? Yeah. They're they're Bullock. claiming that was actually a good movie. It was a good movie. You hate Sandra Bullock? Yeah, I don't care for her. Yeah, she's kind of hot. But uh, they're saying that the science behind it, for the most part, was pretty legit. So when that, that when that asteroid hit the guy in the face, remember she turned around. And he was at the beginning. Oh, the particles of the Sally, yeah. whatever the fuck it was. Yep. And he was all fucked up and dead instantly. They said that's what would happen. Hmm. So I'm assuming it'd be pretty instantaneous. That the. Science of that movie was interesting, and the whole uh, the debris and how quickly it was traveling, and it was that was cool. It was that was an interesting movie. Yeah. So for the most part, it was legit, other than the fact that when she climbed out of her spacesuit the first time, and she was just in her like panties and tank top, which I didn't, I did not hate. No. But she wouldn't be wearing that like some full body suit with a diaper, so she can crap herself when she's out in space. And well, you got to go, and you're not really. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know that either. That's why oh, I'm glad they didn't go that way. Yeah. Being an astronaut's hard work. Shitty work. <laughs> Beat me to it. <laughs> um, uh, All right. So where, where were we on? Uh, we're still on the strengths. Oh, and then, uh, so anyway, I guess we're kind of getting through the, the synopsis. Uh, the astronauts sacrifice himself at the end. Yeah. And they destroy the six-mile-long piece of rock, Wolf. But the one-mile piece, the Biederman, which, by the way, Frodo's last name is Biederman. 
the piece that killed hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of Americans and Europeans and Africans is named great. Thanks a lot, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Can you at least, you know, he talked about how his celebrity. I haven't used my celebrity status. Well, you ain't a celebrity anymore, motherfucker. Hey, uh, I'm Frodo Biederman, like the asteroid that killed those fucking yeah, exactly. people. You're Fuck you, than, asshole. You're worse than Hitler. You're worse than Hitler. <laughs> um, but that piece, uh, it hits the ocean off of New York. Uh, it causes waves 1,000 to 3,500 feet high, and it goes 600, 700 miles inland. Mm-hmm. At the end, President Morgan Freeman says it goes all. It went all the way to the Ohio-Tennessee Valley. Think about that. All the way to Ohio. Man. That's fucking... Flooded all yeah. the way to Ohio. Flooded all the way to Ohio. So where did... What is this mountain peak that uh, Frodo climbs to the top of with his... Uh, <laughs> Extremely hot, even though I can't say she was hot then because she was underage, but she's hot now. Really? Lily, I can't so. stand her. No, you know, like yeah, somebody like asked her. Uh, where's this place where that water makes it that far inland, but he's cool? He's good. I mean, you're in Pennsylvania. You're like 80 miles off the coast. Well, now, hold on. Where we're he fine was, here. When he, was, we're getting, when he was on the dirt bike, and I kind of had some of the stuff related, but when he's on the dirt bike and he's looking for her, uh, didn't it say Virginia Beach six miles? I didn't look at the signs. I don't remember. Maybe I'm it thinking of something have. else. But anyway, he's so he's, he's close to the water. Six miles from the water. Yes. And then, okay, so he travels some distance and then starts climbing this peak. What? Uh, the Appalachians? Is that what that would be out there? It, yeah, the Appalachians are out there. Okay. I just, I don't know. I think the... And here's my thing. This is, you know, how we categorize them in the terms you came up that I, I like. This is kind of a defensive. Is defensive the term you use? Oh, yes. Another defensive. Defensive. You're not. You can't fight unless it. you're the astronaut with the nukes in space, you're, you're not, not fighting. I guess you can somewhat fight. You it. could. I that. But you, unless, hey, unless our listener has a spaceship loaded with yeah, nukes. Yeah. And if you do. We can't fight we it. We can't fight it. And most they, people can't fight but it. But they did mount an offensive against they did. it, which, is, which has been different from the other natural disaster apocalypses that we've done. So that's, eh, that's unique. Yes. I guess mankind in this case created some type of offense to try to stop it. But for the average person, that's a defensive, a bunker, high ground, get out of the path. Yeah. That's basically what I put is a prep to survive. Yeah. What to do to, to get out of the way. You just have to run and run for high ground and hope for the best. Um, I I will say that they, they, they give America, the United States, a lot of credit in this movie. For our organization um, and foresight and uh, diligence to make plans and and areas and all this other stuff. If this was really happening, do you think our country would build a bunker that holds a million people and say, hey, we're we're doing a lottery and calling you on your phone. So be by your phones and be ready to get pulled into this bunker. I just don't know. I think they might just be like, sorry, guys, you're on your own. They have... Bunkers for the president. They have <clears throat> excuse me, military them. bunkers for end of the world type situations. Right for them. Yes, for them. They have bunkers. They have all these th- military bunkers that they're going to lock down and wait for years and come back out. I think that the people that are going to go in those bunkers, they already know they're the people that are going yeah. in those bunkers. Yeah. They're and not they, waiting for a phone call. No, they're not going to. They're not going to randomly pick. What they say, two hundred thousand Americans were already selected because of their skills you know i'm sure like mechanic Mm -hmm. agriculture you know all that stuff whatever you know whatever skill you have that's going to be needed that's from this world is going to be in the next world 
they're going to save you, of course. And then, but they're, they're not, I'm sorry. I know it looks good for Hollywood, but they're not going to randomly draw 800,000 no. people and be like, hey, we want you to be here to repopulate. No, no. Hmm. You, you already know. You've already got some double secret clearance, mm-hmm. you know, packet. Like, yeah. hey, if the world ends, you're going to get this phone call. Yep. And be ready to go. Be ready this. to go. Yeah, be ready to get directions on where to go. It would almost um, be like, not to reference another movie that we might reference later, but remember 2012? Where they had the arcs? Yeah. yeah. And the people either yeah, bought their way true. on or they already knew that they were yeah. going to get saved. They just, a matter because of time. Of their, because of their capabilities and skills. And, and, yeah. Well, it's either they were important or they were rich. Yeah. And I think rich because obviously they got to pay for this shit. So maybe there's, I'm sure, that, and there's probably you know rich people bunkers where they bought their way into yeah, oh, an apocalypse. Sure. There, there, there's actual. Uh, I've seen online before. Um, they they have some underground bunkers that are just small cities underground. Collapse condos. That's what I'll call them. Collapse. Collapse condos, like Under- a condo in case the world collapses. Oh. So Collapses. Okay, I've never heard him called that. I, I just made it up. Oh, <laughs> so that's what you're just gonna. That's your proprietary name for when that's you make your That's my proprietary own. name. So don't steal it, anyone. Collapse condos. Collapse condos. Patent pending. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> but have you seen the one one that I've seen a few times? Is it's just like a spire straight down into the earth, and then it, you know it's round and like that center tube is I don't know for something maybe. Maybe elevator to go up and down, but then all all around, you know, it's circular, and all around the outside, you have your uh, living areas, and then there's like a space kind of in the middle that's like a commons area and uh, whatever. It's apparently this place actually exists somewhere. I don't um, doubt it. I don't know if there's just one, if there's more than one, but yeah, they're out there. Um, I'm just saying though, for our government to say, hey, we're going to be super nice, we're going to spend. All the money that America has to build this bunker for a million people, and we're going to select 800 of you because we love the American people so much that we're just going to pick some of you absolute slobs out there to come uh, live in this bunker and continue to ruin society. No, I think they're going to pick very select people, as you were saying. If you're a nuclear physicist, like at the top of your game, you're going. Yeah, you're in the bunker. You you may even, if you're a top-level athlete, who's also good looking, yeah. you may be going because yeah. they're like, I really want them to breed and have more, exactly. you know, super athletic, yeah. attractive kids. If you're at that point that you know that you're only going to have a million left, yeah, be selective. Say, uh, let's narrow this down and let's let's uh, boost our gene pool or, or refine our gene pool and make really smart and strong, athletic, and attractive people. Well, I mean, why not? Also, um, when Frodo and his family get selected because he helped find the comet, mm-hmm. they're not picking him. Just because he saw, who, who, yay, you found the comet that's going to kill us all. Yeah, exactly. Good for you. Now fuck off. Maybe they needed somebody to uh, blame while they're in there. <laughs> they brought, they were bringing him along to, to, to basically lynch him later. <laughs> it's all your fucking fault, exactly. Peterman. Exactly. Exactly. They, they need entertainment. They understand that two years underground, they're going to need some entertainment. So they're just going to string him up and beat on him for two years. And people can walk by and just, you know, pick a stick out of the bucket and whack him a couple times. Just, yeah. Frodo's like, I didn't create the thing. I just saw the thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, what was 
I say? I don't remember where I was going. Anyway. All right. So, yeah, for strengths, I mean, whatever. It's extinction level. It's pretty ultimate strength. If it, if, if it, it actually, actually hit the way it was right, coming in, it's right. extinction level. And yeah, unless you have you can do about it. the supplies and the bunker, just, yeah, unless you have supplies for the bunker to survive for two mm-hmm. or three years. I'd say three years because two years till the sudden comes back. And then the overlap. And then yep. the overlap, you have to have food and supplies to start repopulating or then you're fucked. Yep. So weaknesses. I have the, the major weaknesses, if you think about it. Now, the, they did destroy the wolf section of asteroid, comet, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have an extinction level event. But the little piece... The Biederman piece still hit the ocean, still went 700 miles and land killed millions. We can assume millions of people. It was doomed. The mission was doomed in that they weren't going to be able to save everyone because, well, they didn't have Bruce Willis. Yeah. If they would have Bruce Willis, yeah. and a- Harry and Stamper, and Aerosmith. Then everything would have been. You know, yeah. and, you know. That's where they failed. Ben Affleck, possibly <laughs> the worst Batman ever. Um, Ben, ben Affleck, if they wouldn't have had all them. They would have blown up the asteroid one try in some dramatic last-second, last-ditch effort, but they would have got all of it. But because these guys are scrubs and they're not Bruce Willis, they left a big chunk. Yeah, but Robert Duvall, man, he's he's, he's legit. He's, he's Just a, not Bruce Willis. He's a legit, legit actor, but he's yeah. not an action movie star like Bruce Willis. True, okay. Can he, can, at the end, yes, he flies the ship into the comet and blows it up, and saves hundreds of millions of people. But could he fly in there yelling yippee ki motherfucker? No, he cannot. Bruce Willis could. <laughs> All right, true. So no true. Bruce Willis. It was doomed. It was doomed. Yeah, I don't see Duval fighting, uh, building full terrorists barefoot. So yeah, you're right. You're right. It definitely takes Bruce Willis. At least Bruce Willis level. Uh, Badassery, yeah, to uh, pull that off. So, so weaknesses, nukes, if used correctly, they fuck it up though, because they're not Bruce Willis, and uh, yeah, they just blow it in two. Uh, yes, ballistic nuclear missiles also fail. Um, I don't know. Apparently, at the beginning, phones don't work, even though it's the nineteen. 19- almost 2,000, the phones don't work because the astronomer up at the thing, his phone doesn't work. <laughs> and then his cell phone, which had been around since 1980, I looked that up because I wanted to, his cell phone doesn't work. Apparently bad reception on the top of a fucking mountain. Right. Um, so apparently technology doesn't work. Uh, oh, his super telescope computer work, but his server and phones are down. Like, how the how the fuck are his <laughs> server and phones down? It's not wire. It's a fucking cable under the ground yeah. to the mountain. Right. It's a multi-million dollar installation, yeah. and they, they don't have internet. At that point, it was or not Or telephones. Wireless. Exactly. Can't even punch up a, a, an old school telephone, which that's the thing that hangs on the wall or sits on a desk. For all of you that just have a cell phone. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't even know what that looks like anymore. I know. It used to like ring like an actual bell yes. sound. Yeah. And yeah. it had either a dial thing or a bunch of square buttons. I don't know. 
research of people, you'll you'll see old school telephones out there. What do they call them? Analog? Analog telephones? Is that uh, right or is that wrong? That might be wrong. Yeah, analog. Yeah. I have no idea, but I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, okay. analog. <laughs> see, there it is. It's gospel. Another, oh, go ahead. Do you have something? I was going to say, another weakness is, think about this. They declare martial law. Yeah. And the reason they do it is because they know the comet's coming to kill them, and they want to maintain as much order as possible until the end. Now, one, martial law is bad because the government potentially could be jackbooted thugs and go around imposing their will. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm not getting political, but they, the president basically declared himself a king. Because hmm. when are they going to start having elections? When are they going to start? Because they're rebuilt. First, he declares martial law because the asteroid's coming. Then it hits. Then they're rebuilding. I mean, how long do you think he's going to wait into the rebuilding process until he says we should have open elections? <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to again, I get political, but you have this president now, 2017. You have a prior president, and I'm sure everyone out there has strong opinions on this president or the last president. And all I'm going to say is, you pick which one you like, and you can pick which one you don't. And imagine the one that you don't is now president for the next. 20 fucking years. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's who's kinda, to say he wouldn't be. Yeah, who's yeah. to say he's not going to sit there and, and, you know, let's say he's in year seven of his eight-year term. His, he was reelected. Let's say Morgan Freeman. This is, he's a two-termer, and he's in year seven, and this hits, and he declares martial law. You're not going to have an election. No. Because the fucking asteroid comet meteor is coming. Yeah, not with all that going on. And then it hits, and then he's rebuilding. So you, you now have a... King, he's probably going to be there till he can no longer do it anymore. Yeah. So a pseudo dictatorship. Pseudo dictatorship created. Yes. By circumstance. By circumstance. So yeah. that's why I'm saying I'm not getting political. So this president or the previous one, because to most people, I think we'd agree they're There's, polar opposites. Oh man. And you either have people who love this one and hate the last one, or love the last one and hate, hate this, this one. one. So you pick the one that you don't like. Again, we're not going to pick sides or get political. We don't care if you're yeah. red or blue. Put it on you. Put it on you. You pick which one you hate the worst and imagine that guy as a dictator. Yeah. Basically the president for the next 20 years. That's a little scary if you think about it. Yeah, it If is. you pick the one that you don't like. Even the one you do like, imagine that you know you're going to be there for 20 years. What would you try to get away with that you might not, knowing that in you know, right. three years, four years, you're going to get reelected, and then you only have four years. You only do so much. Right. Even the one that you... Like as yeah. a good one, could still t- turn tyrannical because you have that kind of power, yeah. Or you, I mean, you just basically know that you have you got run of the run of the ship. You can do whatever you want, at least for a while. For a while, yeah. So that is scary. I, I, I mean, I, I'm that. sitting here thinking about it right now. I'm thinking about the one that I do like, and I'm like, that would be scary. Yeah, even the one you do for like. 20 years, even the one I like, that would be scary to have him for 20 years. It just, just, there's a reason why we have term limits. Yes. So, so not anymore. Not for a while. Yeah. One thing I did notice about uh, just the, the, typically when we're, when we're talking about this, we have our secondary enemy as just being people. This was a very almost Disney-esque Apocalypse movie. Nobody was like nobody was really doing really bad things. There's a little bit of chaos. Nobody was there wasn't like major looting, killing, murdering. 
it was more they just showed everybody trying to get away from the shoreline, running for their lives, being stuck in traffic. There, I mean, even what really, uh, it it's not the first time I noticed it, but what really drove it home for me is when Frodo is riding the dirt bike up the mountain, and there's hundreds of people around him running on foot, and nobody tries to knock him off and take that dirt bike? I was thinking the same thing. Nobody's going to shoulder check him or clothesline him and say, my dirt bike now, but we have a baby. Fuck you. Grab a branch (laughs) and fucking knock Frodo back to the Shire and jump on that thing and leave him (laughs) and his his teen bride and the baby and fuck off. Exactly. Nobody even attempts that. So it was a very well-behaved apocalypse that we had here. Everyone was very well behaved. He's in high school, so he's under 18. Mm-hmm. Frodo is. And at the end, when he goes looking for his, his new wife, nobody tries to attack him. No one tries to kill right. him or rape him or rob Just rob him. Anything. Anything. He just jumps in the truck with the people, and they give him a ride, and then he shows yeah. up at the, the old neighborhood, and it's it's... I don't even say looted, just abandoned. Is that what they're? I don't. Maybe it was looted. Eh, maybe it was a little, open, looted, maybe a little looted, but, but not, not like not yeah terrible, right? But looted, and then he finds the key for the dirt bike, which he it was hidden. So okay, that's possible. He's still there. Okay, bolt cutters. Although it was key. I don't. Know. Anyway, that's not, you're very. You're right. It's very Disney esque. Yeah, it was a very nice apocalypse. It's so a, in this one, people are not the secondary enemy because everybody's very good to each other. Not in yeah. this movie. They really would be. I think. Because, oh, I mean, it, you, there's people out there who, who barely maintain the rule of law when society's a structure like it is now. Yeah. And you take that structure away or you know that death is impending. Not even barely. Look at all the criminals that are out there. Yeah. Just, just every day. The ones yeah. that are not locked up at the time because, believe me, there's a lot of criminals just walking around. You oh know, yeah, staying under the radar, keeping from being arrested, but they're still criminals. They're still doing dirty every single day. And then you look at the ones who are in prison. Would they leave them in there? Would they release them for like, hey, good luck? Or do you just leave them in the prison and say, sorry, you're you're an inmate. You're just gonna suffer and die behind those walls. I mean, what's you know, what do they do there? But either way, whatever. Yeah, there's criminals already out there. None of them surface. None of them surfaces start to take advantage. I don't think so. And then you're right. There's people who are just, just over the fence on the side of, all right, I'll behave because there's laws. But as soon as that starts to break down, boom, they're they're going to be doing bad too. Nah, none of them showed up for this movie. So no. Anyway, it's because it's because everyone's well behaved. It was a well behaved apocalypse. So I, I'm I'm definitely going to give give uh, that those. Kudos to this movie, Well-Behaved Apocalypse. And how the fuck, since Jerry references, how does the fuck does Frodo find his wife? <laughs> and all Didn't the, even think of that, but absolutely And impossible. all the hundreds of thousands, yeah. millions of people on the road. And, okay, he pulls up next to our red van because it looks like theirs, and it's a, not them. It's a different family. And then he rides on. And then they happen to see him, and she climbs up, and he, he he's he's got a fucking dirt bike, me 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 me, and he, he hears, hears her yelling, yeah, hey, yeah, I'll I'll sleep with you, I'm over here. <laughs> I, I and I hate to say it, I think she only married Frodo to get into the bunker. You think? I'm just I'm throwing no. it out there. You think it was true love? It was definitely true love. You're being very negative. 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to. <laughs> she definitely. She's like, this little dick guy, I'm going to have to marry mm. him. But oh, okay, it'll get us in the bunker. Let's do it. And then they're like, wah, wah. Sorry, you're not going to the bunker. And she's like, damn it, why'd I do that? Which, so. which, in all seriousness, why didn't the parents, her parents, Mrs. Frodo's parents, just hand her the baby then and say, go to the bunker? Oh, was that was, was that the thing? Like, she wouldn't leave without her That's right. She wouldn't leave, she wouldn't without, leave her without her family. So she could have gone. She just wouldn't She, she could have gone because yeah. they were going to take him, and he had the marriage certificate and the ID, and the Army guy's like, all right, she can go. And they were grabbing her. And then the family, they're like, no, you can't go. You're not on the list. And he's like, no, I call, blah, blah, blah. And then so she wouldn't go. Uh, two things. Shitty parenting. I'm going to bring up shitty parenting. One, yeah. if I'm the parent of Mrs. Frodo, yeah, I'd let her get married to the guy because she's going to live in the bunker. Yeah, exactly. Even if she's got to take a little hobbit dick for a while, and then she can divorce him <laughs> and find somebody else. Exactly. Or maybe he's working with a big piece. Who knows? Anyway, yeah, yeah, so she takes a little know. hobbit dick. You he take did them. have really big feet in that one. Very movie. big feet. Yes, so, you know what that hey, means? Could be. He's got big shoes. Yes. Um, and give the baby to her. And what are they going to say? Well, that's that's our, our kid, you know. Exactly. This is our child. Our child. I knocked her up because, you know, the world's ending. And the army guy's like, yeah, give him fist bumps. And give say, him some all right, get on. All right, bus. get on. And yeah. then the parents are left there to fend for them. Now, listen. Totally what a normal parent would totally do. Totally normal parent would do. Yes. Other shitty parenting thing is when Frodo and his family get to the bunker, the Ark, the Shire, mm-hmm. and the parents let him take off to go yeah. find, and they stay <laughs> at the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> the mother's like, no, no. And the dad's like, uh, all right, if you want to, but I'm not fucking going. I'm staying here. Here you go. Here's a, I don't even know. Stuff what to barter with, like a couple, a yeah. rings and watches well, and stuff to trade shit. to get. Here's the thing. Good luck. One, they either, if you're that serious about letting him go find her, you're either going to go with him or as a dad, you're going to pull him aside and say, listen, you know, you're famous, right? Yeah. There's a lot of pussy out there. Not as much as there used to be, but I guarantee you can probably still sling that dick down here in the bunker. Yeah. There's really no reason for you to go back after that one. But I love her. Listen. Let me give you a little life lesson here, You're son. 15, 16, Come here, 17. Son. We need to have a talk. Hey, anybody got a beer? Got a beer? You, you, give me that beer. Here you go, son. We're going to have a talk. <laughs> you think your mom was the first woman I slept with? Yeah. Fuck no. What? Does what? mom know that? Uh. No, actually, uh, she doesn't. So don't repeat that. But, <laughs> but I was banging chicks in college left and right, and I finally settled on your mom. So let me just tell you. Yeah, yeah. See what else is out there. It'll See what okay. else is out there. You know, get freaky, experiment a little. You'll thank me in a year. So shitty parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was definitely shitty parenting. And she didn't seem that into him anyway. Like through the whole movie, even when they, she didn't seem like, yeah, I really want Frodo. <laughs> you seem more like, uh, I, guess, I guess I'll stick around with this I guy so I get in that bunker. I guess I'll marry the Hobbit. Yeah. So, can't say she's stupid, though. I mean, fuck it. Oh, I don't blame her. Absolutely. <clears throat> Listen, there, there are uh, AKA, quote unquote, gold diggers out there that'll marry a guy or be with a guy for money. <laughs> True. In this case, if you're a quote unquote gold digger, bunker digger, she's whatever bunker you call digger. her. Yeah. Uh, I completely support your decision. Go for it. Go, you go, girl. 100%. If you got to do, especially if she thinks she's getting her whole family in. Oh, oh yeah. fuck yes. Yeah, yeah. I'd sleep with the motherfucker if I had to get my whole family in. <laughs> right now, that is good parenting. <laughs> yes, they, uh, I would sleep with kids. Don't judge me. 
I had to sleep with Frodo. But I'm getting you in the but bunker. But hey, we're in the bunker. <laughs> we're safe. <laughs> but uh, I may be his bitch now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so. Also, bad parenting. Oh, this is my bad parenting. Taya Leone, the reporter, the yeah. blonde, uh, Fox Mulder's ex-wife. At, she's got a slot to go to the bunker and survive. Mm-hmm. She's estranged from her dad. Her mom commits suicide, which I think people would commit suicide. Oh, absolutely. They would end it because they couldn't take it. Yeah. Her mom was one of those people. She then drives to the beach to be with her dad to make amends at the end, and then the giant wave kills him. Mm -hmm. All right, listen. Again, shitty parenting. The dad at the end was holding her like, it'll be okay. We're going to die together. What a fucking (laughs) douchebag. Seriously, if my daughter had a spot to go survive, and I don't, Instead of coming and giving the pictures and guilt tripping her and saying, I am your dad and I love you. And I know I was banging a you know, girl that was the same age as you, my new wife. But, uh, you know, you still love me and come be with me on the beach. I'd be like, bitch, what are you doing here? Yeah. Go, Go the to bunker. the bunker. Go to the bunker. You don't make me happy? You living. Yeah, exactly. So, well-behaved people, but shitty parents all around in this apocalypse. I can't. I can't remember from the beginning to end one example of decent parenting. <laughs> and it's not like Taya Leone, they show her giving her bunker spot to somebody else. Mm-hmm. The like lady she, with the little girl. The, the, her colleague, her friend with mm-hmm. the little kid. Now, if she would have given it to her, like, you have a kid and I love you. You're my best friend in the world. And I'm sorry about stealing the story and pissing you off earlier in the movie. But I want you to survive and take little reporter girl with you, and and here's my thing. And she goes, okay, fine. Then you go, but no, they don't even show. If she does that, they don't show it. She just gets upset that she doesn't get picked, and then jumps in her car. So she's got a spot that nobody's going to take, and then drives her ass. I thought they alluded to her giving it to that lady with the child, because they show her like they show the lady with the child sitting in the room after the whole like. The straw pulling. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's kind of sitting there. And she's like, uh, and I thought they had like a little conversation and then she leaves. I don't know if they even touch on the conversation, but they did the whole like show her, show her. Maybe it was like an assumed thing. I don't know. Well, obviously, because I assumed that she didn't, but I could, again, I'm wrong about, if you've listened to this, it, we're wrong about everything. I it, Honestly, I would have to watch it again to know that for sure. I just think that that's what happened, but I'm not 100%. So. Still shitty parenting on her yeah. dad's part. Because, again, I don't care how estranged I am from my, my kid. Hey, can you please survive? At least yeah. gives me some hope. Yeah. Go have the, the talk with her. Give her the pictures. I love you. I'm your father. I was a good, always a good dad. Blah, blah, blah. I love you. Go survive. Not, I love you. Come meet me on the beach. Yes. Terrible. So. Totally terrible. All right. Um, so I think we're down to the... Uh, Oh, um, elements. It, it, one last thing. We kind of touched on it. It's how the fuck does Frodo outrun the water? Like, we'll even overlook the Disney-esque. No one tries to steal the bike and stop him. But how the fuck does he outrun the water? I mean, seriously, just because they're on the dirt. Me, 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 me. And here comes the big wave. And like, I can beat it. Yeah. Yay. And then they it, it goes down. And then they run to the top of the hill. And. They're safe. But I think, and I obviously don't pay that close attention. They were the only ones there, too, right? Everyone no, no. else died. 
no, no, no. There was, there was oh, a few other people. There was, God, I don't know how close I paid attention, but <clears throat> they kind of pull away. They do, they do a pull away shot when they show him get to the top. And as they're pulling away, you can see other people kind of scattered along the, uh, that mountaintop or that ridge of mountains. N- not a bunch. It's not a lot, but you, you can see them scattered throughout people in the trees and stuff who actually just made it from, uh, the, the cusp of the water. Uh, I must have missed that. Yeah. So there were some, not a lot, but some. So again, he's, yeah, he, but he outruns the fucking water. Yeah. All the way down from the highway. It's not like he had some huge head start. He was down there, you know, right. It like almost grounds. Well, six miles away, six miles away from the, it goes, I still just cannot get over that. It goes all the way to Ohio, which is, I don't know exactly. I'm just going to guess. I'm going to say 800 to 1,000 miles from the shore, from the eastern seaboard to Ohio. But it doesn't make it to the top of the mountain. Whatever. Well, I mean, let's see. The, the wave is, what, up to 3,500 feet high. Mm-hmm. Mount Everest the tallest mountain in the world, 2,900 feet. So, I mean, yeah, 29,000, 1,000 feet, 20,000, sorry. Yeah. Feet. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how tall the Appalachians are in spots. So he could theoretically. You know, I didn't even think of it that way. 3,500 feet, and then he's up on a mountain. Yeah. Yeah, theoretically, he could be above the waterline. I'll give him that. But the fact that he's outrunning it on the dirt bike. Yeah, it's traveling speed to sound or yes traveling at fucking you know incredible <laughs> speeds so and the other thing you, that you know what though you brought up the movie 2012 and him outrunning the wave on that dirt bike is far far less uh unrealistic than a lot of the stuff in that movie so we'll we'll just we'll give it to him <laughs> fair enough that movie fair is enough. whoa that one's off the charts, but I would like to touch on it at some point. Oh, we'll, we'll bring it up at some point. That's a, that's a good one, man. We'll be laughing our asses off on that's that one. That's definitely a, a good one <laughs> in the sense that how we like good ones. Yeah. Um, that's so, all I got. Are we down some... to air? I think we're at air. So uh, our survival basics, air, water, food, shelter. Air. I put I put everything is fine until the comet. Yes. Because yeah, it's the normal it's, world. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah. So really, for all categories, other than people probably hoarding some food, so maybe like food in the stores might start to get scarce. But otherwise, I think everything is everything's fine until the comet hits. The air's fine. Um, the comet hits the water. I don't think that that throws up particulates. Well, now hold on now. Mm-hmm. Now because it's it still might because I think when the the dinosaur comet hit and killed everything, it hit in the ocean. Did it hit in the ocean or, the, or on the sea or on, the, or on land? I thought land because it put all the dust into the air. I think so if it hits the water, we'll, there's no dust, we're going to assume? I guess. Well, they don't show any dust, so Hollywood's no. always yeah. right. <laughs> so, um, it's like the internet. <laughs> but now if the piece would have hit land, then you would have the dust. Even if it's not as much to cover for two years, you should have dust. But because it hits the water, no, no dust. So yeah. air's fine. Water, whatever you have is good. Now... Kind of going back to climate change, one. I don't know if when the water comes in, does it get sewage and leave mm. shit literally all over the place? Like, is fresh water now contaminated? Yeah, with I think seawater. Definitely going to be some contamination issues because of it just 
coming in and flooding like that. But I mean, if if you can boil it or desalinate it, and there's ways you can look up to do that. We're not smart enough to tell you how to do it, but the water would be okay, right? So it so water's okay, and then scarce might be scarce because of hoarding and what you have and food. Um, food's going to be fine. It's not going to be contaminated unless well, the water's going to destroy it or it's not. So it's not even going to be contaminated. Yeah. It's either there or it isn't. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's all good. So food, whatever you have on you, again, you know, in this case, if you're going to stock up three years, is probably what you need. Yeah, for this one, definitely. Because yeah. you're planning on two years of survival. And then even if you weren't in a bunker and you're in a place where the, say, the whole asteroid hits. And wherever it hits and it, you know, kills a whole bunch of people and you're in a, a house or a compound and you're protected and the sky goes dark and it gets super fucking cold. And you're in a, you've got enough supplies for heat and food and water and you could potentially survive for, you know. Three years there. Yeah. Yeah. You probably really, (laughs) as funny as it sounds, if you were close, hmm, how do I put it? If you were within the range of where the water came into in a bunker, you're screwed. Yeah. Unless your bunker is waterproof and has a really, really high pipe for uh, to draw in air and everything else, which even our bunkers are not that i mean ours are pretty legit and they are not i I mean i can tell you mine's not waterproof so if you're within that radius you're fucked the bunker's bad because basically you're just going to drown underground but if you're outside of that or how do i no no no. let me rewind if the asteroid hits earth like actual uh uh, land your bunker is actually good in that situation because like you just said it's going to make everything go dark it's going to be cold but that one you can sustain because you're not underwater drowning. So, And e- even if you could somehow seal up your air filtration mm-hmm. through your bunker for the water to go over, you're still going to fucking die because it's going to wipe out your entire... It's going to destroy whatever you have above ground. And are those bunker doors waterproof? Right. Like maybe a little waterproof. But you're talking fucking thousand foot waves coming in yeah. at hundreds of miles an hour, smashing up against it, and it's gonna find the door. I mean, it's water. Yeah, be like water. Yeah, I mean, so even if your bunker is buried, actually buried underground, it's still. I mean, when that water comes in, look where they're at on the mountain. So it's the. Let's just assume that that mountain is at, I don't know, five thousand feet above sea level. Okay. And it washes in over the land, and you're in a bunker, and you're underneath. Let's say you are airtight. You are now whatever feet, one, two, three thousand feet underwater. That's not just like water washed over you. You're you're basically at the bottom of an, bottom of an ocean. So now you have all of that, not volumetric pressure. Basically, uh, I'm not a scuba diver. What is that? When you go down, you're when you're in the water, you have all that. You know, the pressure of the water on top of you. Uh, water pressure? Water I don't fucking pressure. know. I don't know what it's called either. I'm not a scuba. If any of, if, if any of our three, or is it down to two? I don't know. If I, any of our listeners out there know any of this about scuba stuff and underwater, you know what I'm talking about. Please don't judge me. I don't know the terminology. But I know that, you know, shit, even layman people, you jump in a pool, you swim just below the surface, no big deal. 
you go down to the bottom of like a three foot section, you're like, yeah, I feel a little pressure. If you go down to the bottom of an eight foot part of the pool, you're like, wow, this is starting to really hurt my head and my ears because all that pressure. Now, all of a sudden you have that on top of you, you're underground in your bunker and all that weight's on top of you. It's either going to crush it, I would say, or now you're subject to all of that water pressure, whatever the hell it's called. Well, so. also, the, where do they build the ark in Missouri? Why? Because it's the middle of the country. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about either ocean either flooding. Side. Yeah. Now, the waters did recede because at the end, President Morgan Freeman says the waters receded and you mm-hmm. see a destroyed White House being rebuilt. Mm-hmm. So obviously, after a while, it recedes. But I think unless you're – I think the Middle East – I'm not the Middle East, but the mid, Midwest, Mid- middle yeah. of America. Yeah is you're probably safe. Or if you're in Europe, maybe the middle, you know, like something like that. Yeah. And then my thing is, is that he says that the wave, in kind of like passing, hits Europe and Africa, and people died there, and they're rebuilding. Anyway, back to America. I mean, <laughs> I would, like, I'm, I'm being serious. Wherever it hits, I have to look at the map, but Australia, is it all fucked? Ooh. I don't know how far the wave would go. Yeah, I don't either. I, you know what? If if it hit just off of New York, which of course for this movie they have to make it like right next to America, to, so we get all the sensationalism. You know what? One, it has to be anyway. next to America, but you notice it's on the New York side and not the LA side where Hollywood is. Like, yeah. we, we got to make movies. We yeah. survive. <laughs> the they pro- need us. The production company had something to do with that. All right, look, we'll fund your movie. But you got to move the location from off the coast of L.A. You got to make it off the coast of New York. We're not doing this in L.A. No, you're not killing us. So they moved it over there. <laughs> I, I, yes. So, uh, but yeah, would it? So you have? I don't know. I mean, without any scientific knowledge whatsoever, I would say no. It wouldn't make it to Australia because of where it would hit. It would go more towards Europe and then down and then Africa. And I think Africa would probably shield. Australia on the other side. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know if it's, and I'm not saying like the big wave would just continue to like ride over there, but does the water rise ah, everywhere? Is what I'm saying. Does it? Gotcha. And does it rise high enough to that it would cover the, flood part of even yeah, Australia or all of it? Or, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Huh. I don't know. I mean, if you don't have, like, I think that the water possibly in America could have gone farther if it wasn't for the Appalachians, because they're gonna they're gonna act as like a water break. Even if it doesn't stop all of it, it's going to hit something Good then call. have to go over. So it's kind of like, I don't know, if you had a two-tiered sink and the bottom was deeper than the top, not so much. You put water in there. It'll still overflow if you let it, but it's not going to not so do as much because right. you've got something to stop part of it. Yeah, like a buffer. Like a buffer. Yeah. Huh. Also, something I wondered for shelter, a submarine. <laughs> now you're talking. Would you be, Would you, as long as you're not right where it hits. Yeah. And you're like in the other part, would it just be kind of like, ooh, it's a little rocky out rocky here. Rocky around a little but bit. But take my drama mean. But other than that, are you okay? There's probably a couple sub crews out there, uh, submarine crews that are, you know, because they go, if they're like under their like mission orders and shit, they can be under for like six months at a time. I wonder if they're just driving around in, in dead silence. Run silent, run deep. Well, that's it, run silent. And uh, this all happens. They're none the wiser. And then they surface. Oh, geez, thank God our tour is over. I was about to kill myself down there. What the fuck is going on here? What I, happened? I can't wait to get to Times Square. And, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Live, big that? city living. They don't tell us nothing down there. I mean, yeah, because they're, they're, you know, most of the uh, major superpowers in the world are, you know, nuclear subs. And you're talking 
huge motherfucking nuclear subs that mm-hmm. can, like you said, they've got the ability to clean the air and the nuclear power. They can run that shit for months underwater. They don't have to pop up for nothing. I never thought about that. So a submarine is basically the ultimate bunker. It's just in the water. It's the ultimate bunker. It cleans its own air, cleans mm-hmm. its own water, mm-hmm. supplied with food. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So other than Mega Bunker in Missouri, submarine second best bunker. Because even even going back to the climate change, we'll go back in time and everything freezing, like the oceans, everything freezing in the water. It can only freeze like even if you go to the Arctic, the water is frozen so many feet underneath, but it doesn't go all the way. Right. Like the they can still maneuver below the ice to an extent in a submarine. Yeah. yeah. So if you're in a submarine, you run a silent deep. I'm sure they they check pressures down there. They check water temperature. They're going to get updates from America. Like this is going on. They're like, huh? We're heading south, boys. You know what I mean? And they and they just keep underwater. Yep. And they maybe they come up a little bit and say, pop up periscope. They're like, oh, I see ice. Let's go back. And they keep going south. We're out. So so submarine. Submarine's a good one. Uh, Speaking of the climate change, with this one. Now now I'm basically melding the two movies together but uh day after tomorrow so it was called had something to do with like the poles and how the 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 current was bringing down more cold water blah 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 which caused this event this this uh weather event wouldn't this comet hitting the water and fucking the ocean up the way it did don't you think that might be the catalyst to a future climate event as well so you might have this might this might be a twofer we just didn't see the uh they didn't show the the movie ended so we didn't see where it actually becomes the day after tomorrow later because of the comedy i mean i don't know if it'd be the day after tomorrow but i think your your climate ecosystem is completely changed yeah because of all the water it's gonna it's might cause extra melting in the arctic just because of that water it's definitely gonna screw up everything you think or the way that the earth is established now or set up is going to be different. I think it's all going to be fucked up. I think it's going to fuck up the poles. And if that, whether the science is legit or not about the steady, the stream of, you know, salt water and fresh water making a path that brings the warm down to keep everything warm and the ice cold. Right. That's, if that's legit, then it's all fucked up because that event right there, when you see it to begin at, when the asteroid hits, when that little Frodo Biederman asteroid hits and, it causes all that water to suck back, which is legit what would happen. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back as that big wave. Yeah. It's that's gonna, definitely, yeah. You, It's a climate changing oh, event. Yeah. It's definitely changing some shit. They don't touch on that, but that's, you know, probably good because it would have been another two hours in the movie. <laughs> I couldn't take another two no, hours in the movie. No, I was, I was good where I was at. So, shelter, yeah, we got that. Weapons? Um... You don't even need them in this one because oh, everybody's you, well, nice. Everyone is nice. <laughs> Everyone's nice. You don't even need a weapon. A dirt bike is your weapon. A dirt bike. <laughs> um, a ham sandwich, I guess. You can feed your neighbor <laughs> while you skip down the road singing Kumbaya. Exactly. This is a Kumbaya. Apocalypse. Putting flowers sure. in everyone's hair. I guess if you want to say weapons against the actual apocalypse, it would have been the Messiah. If you have ship. a nuclear-powered spaceship with yeah, nukes. there you go. There's your weapon. That would have been really the weapon to have is to fly it right into the uh, to the one uh, comet meteor asteroid. You know what a good weapon would be? A shovel. So you can bury all the dead people. <laughs> 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 
And you could, if, if somebody gets a little rowdy, I guess you could smack them with it. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> Shovel. Oh. Well, now, well, unless the water just takes most of them with you, and then it's easy cleanup. Yeah, it just drags them out the ocean. Drags they, them out they the got ocean. an ocean burial. Um, in serious no, seriousness, though, we we know that if this apocalypse were to actually take place, it would be chaos and there'd be plenty of looting and killing and bad stuff so you would just need your basics i know that you're going to bring a tomahawk we've established that yes <laughs> but just you know your favorite pistol your favorite multifunction rifle uh knife and shit anything special for this one not really a you know, boat a fucking boat that would be my weapon Here's something I'm going to bring up because I was going to say that I would take an AR-15 because type of rifle because the military and similar platform. You know, here's the thing: um, they show that everyone being polite and Disney-esque, and everyone's the military. As of right now, from what I looked up, the U.S. military active duty one million four hundred twenty-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-five. Whoa! Let me let me put you this way. They they just picked two hundred thousand people because of their skills to go to a bunker, and then another eight hundred thousand random citizens. Mm-hmm. That's almost one point five million soldiers who now have the task to keep order and bring the people that are going to survive to the ark. And then just and then just be like, "Well, we did our duty. Guys. Sorry, guys, we got no room for you. But thanks for doing your job." They'd be like, "Good news, bad news. Yeah, good news. We're giving you an honorable discharge." <laughs> Bad news, it's for the rest of your very short life. Yes. <laughs> Go do whatever you Go want. Go do what you want. You got about a half an hour. <laughs> I, I think that you would, um, again, Disney-esque, this movie, I think that they would, there would be some rogue yeah. military elements that would be like, fuck oh. this. There's If that's the way that they were being used, yeah, I agree. Why wouldn't they take the bunker for themselves? Sure. Why wouldn't they... Uh, I don't know what the percentage of man, male to female is, but they're going to want, you know, some bitches. Why aren't they going to grab a bunch of hot women Yep, and be like, this is our bunker now, motherfuckers. No, wait, that's not, that's supposed to be for, or, because, what kind of rifle do you have again? Well, I don't have one. Exactly. <laughs> Guess what I have? <laughs> Several. Yeah. And my, my, so, horny, my horny buddies do too. Yep. And this is our bunker. <laughs> now, there are military bunkers already established that some soldiers are going to go to. Yeah. But I guarantee it's not for all 1.5 million. Shit, No. That's a lot of fucking people. It's a city. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a, a good sized city. Yeah. So I mean, sorry, but this Disney esque apocalypse, uh, it's gonna go down a little little worse than that. So yeah. I so, just said your favorite pistol, Tomahawk Air fifteen, because you're gonna find soldiers right. and their weapons and compatible. Yeah. That is a great point about the, the you're gonna have your rogue gangs of soldiers if that's how it goes down. For the in again, baseline this movie for this apocalypse. If that's how it goes down, where they're just using them to get people to the bunker, but then there's no place for them to go. Yeah, they're just gonna they're gonna splinter off and say, "Hey, hey, Bob, come here. Go get you know Joey and da 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 da. We're out of here. All right, we're splitting off." And I'm not trying to uh, you know cast shade on our, our brave men and women that serve, but let's say you're in you know Fifth Company Airborne. Where I don't know what they. But anyway, you're in a company, and you're on base, and you're with your platoon, your squad, whatever, 
and you know you're not going to get saved. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're going to go kill people and take stuff, but what, what does it stop you from like, why are we here? Yeah. I got a family too. We got families. I'm we got, why don't we all, to... why don't we all get together? Yeah. We got all of our gear, take a couple trucks, go gather up our families and we'll find some place up in the mountains and try to survive. Right. We've, we have enough intel from just being around and hearing what's going on that we know water's going to come in so far. That's why this bunker is here. So high ground or way inland and you're probably good. So let's get our families and go go somewhere. Well, you know, some of the guys probably like, hey man, I, I live in Iowa. I'm right in the middle. Awesome. Let's let's go yeah. to Bob's place. We've got weapons. We have survival yeah. skills. We we were already a team that's right. trained together to you know take people out. I'm not saying they're going around. I'm not saying they're going around murking people. No, but but taking care of themselves. Taking care of themselves. Yeah. Bob has a farm. Let's go fucking live with Bob as long as. We escape the the extinction event, which they do. Hey, we're good now. Let's just farm and live. Yeah, sure. I, you know, instead of standing around outside the bunker, like, oh, I guess I'll just wait to die. Uh, you know, I want to say desertion. I don't mean that in a derogatory fashion. Like, no. you you leave your buddies and your piece of shit. Like, fuck, we're not going to survive. Why? You know what I mean? Well, why am I going to stand around here like a fucking moron? It it, it comes down to this, and we're we are very pro military. Uh, both of us are super pro soldier. Um, like we said before, we weren't military. That's why we don't know like all the calibers and shit. And I know our one military guy out there hates us because he's like, you fucking idiot. How can you not know that? I'm sorry. But fact of the matter is we are very pro military, very pro soldier. So we're not saying it like trying to make a dig at soldiers, not by any means, but it comes down to this. Just like, you know, the whole, the saying that, Hey, cops are still humans. They might, you know, you see him doing shit on TV and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that officer. He's still a human. He still operates as a human. Same thing with soldiers. Soldiers are still humans. They're going to go back to their human nature when something like this takes place. So we're not calling you deserters, but you're human. You're going to be like, I have three kids and a wife in Iowa and they're just having me corral corral people for this bunker and then they're going to leave me out here for the extinction event today. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to go see my family. Or your family lives on base with you and that base is within that 700 miles that you know that yeah. wave is going to come. You're going to be sure. like, "Hey, I got to serve. I got I got uh, you know, I got duty tonight. Fuck that." Yep, I'm out. I'm going to get my family. I'm, hey, we're pack up. We're getting the fuck out of here. Mhm. So, I mean, you know, that, and that's human nature. Yeah, it's human nature. You're going to protect your wife and your kids. Or, you, or if you don't have that, you, your buddies or your family. Mm-hmm. Or you have parents and, and siblings, and you're like, you know, hey, let's go try to round everybody up. All right. So, so not derogatory, just... Just I, being legit. Yeah. Yeah, being, being realistic. realistic about what would probably go down. Uh, Miscellaneous. Yeah. Just, same as motor, always. Motor scooter, motorbike. Yeah, motorcycle and a boat. Uh, binoculars if you wanted to see the wave coming to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't probably need them for this one. These stupid things, I can never get them focused just right. The don't, only thing I think, bother. I think the only thing that they, they needed to show was, I think, miscellaneous, what you need is a surfboard. Yeah. Because I think the only thing that would have made the movie better is at the end, you see Patrick Swayze, a.k.a. Brody. <laughs> this is the best wave of my life. <laughs> As he rides it, like the final wave. Yep. And, you know, Keanu Reeves out there like, you know, vaya con Dios, vaya con Dios, bro. <laughs> and, then, and then it comes in and it kills him. <laughs> Whoa, vaya con Dios, bro. You know what, though? I bet Laird Hamilton could actually handle that wave. 
I bet you he fucking could. Yeah, I'm going to throw props out to Laird. I bet Laird Hamilton could handle that wave. If you don't know, it would have been his last wave, but he could do it. Yeah, if you don't know anything about surfing, then he's a surfer and he could handle it. He's, yeah, he's like the surfer. Yeah, the surfer. Um, he's like the real world Brody. Yeah, he kind of is. <laughs> bro. <Yes. Bruh. laughs> uh, right. You have anything else? Nah. Uh, well, I forgot to do it last time, but we'll rate this apocalypse. Yeah. Um, do you want to rate the the old one? Do you want to do that? Nah. Oh, okay. We we to our listener, we realized that we uh, made a mistake and didn't do our little rating thing that we do now for last week's episode, which you probably got pissed that the rating wasn't on there and said, fuck these guys, I'm not listening anymore, so you're not ever going to hear this anyway because you've already given up on us. But if you haven't, last week was Mad Max, and it was the depletion of fossil fuels. Uh, we, We definitely touched on the ridiculousness of the movie itself, but the apocalypse type... Running out of fossil fuels? Yeah. I'm going to give it like an eight for possibility. Yeah. I think totally could happen. If a cataclysmic event, war, whatever, causes yeah. a breakdown in civilization, that pe- people aren't going to go to work at the, you know, do their job to pump the oil out and then refine right. it at the factory. So, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a limited. Yeah, sure. I give it an eight for possibility. What do you got? I give a seven. Yeah. I think, you know, that could happen with the breakdown of society. I had to give it a seven, though, because all the cars are still zipping around. <sighs> Yeah. That, that, but uh, yeah, so for seven. Movie, yeah. All right, and on this one for so Deep Impact, one. not the porn, uh, what do you got, one to ten? Hmm. I'm not an astrophysicist, so I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I <laughs> I think I'd have to rate this in pretty high, too. Possibility of it actually happening? What, what do I know? How do I know if there's not going to be a fucking comet that gets off course or on course and just is coming right for us. I think it's definitely possible. We got uh we have a couple comets that actually come relatively close to the earth and they make their however many year loops. Um so I'd probably give this an, an eight also. Cause I'd say it's possible. Cause we don't and another reason for that, my high rating is I we we have absolutely no control and moreover very little knowledge of the cosmos and the universe so for a comet just pop up out of nowhere and say hey i'm coming right for you sure i give it a a six or a seven i mean i think it, obviously a comet came an asteroid a meteor whatever came in and killed the dinosaurs if you believe there oh, were dinosaurs yeah. oh um don't get too deep i'm not gonna go down that that <laughs> yeah. rabbit hole if you believe there were dinosaurs but anyway um so obviously this type of event can happen. Is another one going to happen? The only thing that it could happen again, I, I completely believe that. And we've had, quote, unquote, close calls in the past. You're talking 20,000 miles or whatever. So that's or, – or a couple miles from the Earth, which no nothing that close, but I guess that's a astro close call that they call them. Um, we've had them that close? I think so. Holy shit. Like a hundred miles scares or me a thousand miles. Yeah, close-ish. I didn't know. I'm going to look that up. That's Look that up. Maybe, maybe my maybe range I'm not going to look it up because it kind of scares me. But um, the fact that we were able to go out there and mount some type of offensive with that Messiah and the nukes, eh, I don't think we're there yet. I'm sorry. As much as I love the movie and the idea that they put a shuttle together with some nukes and land it and blow up, I don't think they have that technology. 
Maybe they do. Maybe it's all hidden. We're getting pretty advanced. I'd like, like for them to have it. I'm not yeah. saying please don't <laughs> be able to destroy them out in space. It'd sure be nice. It'd sure be nice. They got the SpaceX program going on where they're launching shit out into the yeah out in space pretty often. Think about how many satellites we put out there and stuff. You just have to retask. You know, I don't know about like what you said with this actual Messiah mission taking people, drilling into the thing, planting warheads into it, but just to shoot them straight at the fucker. Just take these nukes you know, and these rockets. I don't know if they would do any good. I want to say I heard they wouldn't do any good. No? Nah? Oh. But that's how they blow up the big one at the end with the... But from inside. You have to go, like, because you're inside and you're exploding from the inside. You're not hitting it on its face. Mm. So you're I, talking I, about Bruce Willis level shit right now. Yes. They're talking, what are you, now, I will say this. I just thought of this. Firecracker maybe, in hand. Maybe Close changes my whole point. Makes my... I'm just arguing my own point away that I think I read that they're actually trying to figure out how to land on comets and other things to mine them for materials. Holy shit. Now, I don't know how far that technology is away, but so I guess they are kind of working on it. So All right, I'll give it a really? seven. I'll give it a seven for the whole thing. Huh. Now that's something else I have to look up. Mining comets and asteroids. Allegedly, they're, wow. yeah. Because you think about it, there's, it's built of the same shit that there could be, you know, minerals and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. So we're, like, basically draining our our planet of, of gold and titanium and all these other precious metals. Hell, the asteroids on the asteroid belt could have unlimited supply of that shit. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. All right. Um, so, yeah, there's the rating. Uh, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, I don't think so either. So I'll get this... Uh, we are available. If you're listening to this, you probably already know it, but uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher are available. Uh, we're on the Twitters, and uh, we're going to get a Facebook page up, uh, get it up and running, and the email if you want to get a hold of us, the Apocalypse Survival Guide at yahoo.com. And uh, also, uh, I guess on iTunes, if you there's a rating system if you want to review us and rate us. You're asking for nothing but zeros. Why are you doing that? Oh, well. If they didn't know about it before, I mean, whatever. So I guess if you get around to it and you can lie and say it's a, a half a star. If you can lie and say it's a good one and yeah. uh, that you would you would recommend it, it may help. Who knows? But uh, anything else? Is that good? Uh, no, I, I think I'm good. All right. Well, until next week, uh, we'll be on G, so H. H, yeah. H next week, so. We're not going to tell you because nobody fucking emailed us. Oh, yep. Nobody wants to know. So nobody Wait, wants to know. I thought, don't we say what the category is or not even that? No, we, we just, oh, all right. just so alphabet it. Nobody cares, so we don't our, care. our one guy doesn't know how to use email. It's very plausible. <laughs> I barely know how to use email. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. So, uh, all right, until next time, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And enjoy the apocalypse.